0: So you're over at DC in their uh tidal wave of Batman movies, I'm guessing.
1: I am being made fun of on my work Slack chat for having not seen it
0: yet. <laughs> bro, that bro, that trailer it's, is it's
1: like some light ribbing. Like I they're being very like nice about it. Yeah. But like it's still pretty obvious when I said I hadn't seen it, like all the eyebrows. Went
0: Um, that trailer is not worth excitement. I'll be like frank about that. Like,
1: I mean, someone also just sent me this nice picture of Robert Pattinson in like the smudgy eyeliner.
0: Yeah, it looks like War Machine. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, this like might be worth it for this.
0: I mean, that trailer was so heavy handed. Like, (laughs) the you know how, like, well, obviously, everyone knows how music is used to sort of translate tone. In the trailer, they immediately start playing <laughs> Kirk <Kurt> Cobain. As <laughs> uh, soon as I heard Kirk's voice, I was like, bro, not I, again.
1: I mean, is it better or worse than Snyder using Hallelujah again? Before all the nerd boys jump down my throat, I understand that this is like a deeply personal song for him and like whatever, but like it's not a great marketing tack. Yeah especially because on the internet that song is so closely associated with shrek
0: i'm assuming you're holding out from watching it
1: if you can convince me i'll watch it right now
0: there's no there's no need otherwise
1: i'll probably watch it so the people at work like me first of all i know that probably they are listening they have not made the the film chat that i'm in from Labs has not made me feel in any way shape or form unwelcome or unvaluable in my opinions or tastes oh, in fact they have all asked what my podcast is called and several of them have committed to listening to it so maybe we should start this whole bit over i don't know
0: no nah, we're still going uh we'll, we'll leave that disclaimer in there but
1: I don't. Uh, you guys are great thank you for making me feel welcome
0: So you guys in this chat, Matt, I'm talking directly to you guys. We've had, what, eight Batmans in the last 10 years? I don't see how you can watch this and be excited. I'm not saying I dislike the trailer. That's not what it is at all. If we legit never would have had a trailer for this movie, my excitement level would be virtually the same.
1: Should should we release a We Should Do This Again sometime, like exclusive cover of me just angrily singing Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen, asking for me?
0: If you want that to be the new theme song for the podcast, you don't gotta do that. I was just gonna say,
1: like, we we set up a coffee account or like a GoFundMe or whatever. And if people donate three dollars, they get to listen to me Mm. angrily cover hallelujah.
0: Hilarious who's been of this decade of batmans who's been the best batman was it lego batman
1: i mean yes that's that's the obvious <laughs> answer lego batman is probably my favorite commentary on superhero films of all time i could watch that movie once a week and not get tired of it shit slaps
0: <laughs> do, do we all I agree also, that bat flag was the worst though no oh who's the worst
1: to have this conversation
0: please the audience is dying we need to know
1: so i think that ben affleck is not terrible i think he's given a lot of terrible content I actually really like the idea of Ben Affleck, like, sad alcoholic man, as sad alcoholic Bruce Wayne, who, like, everyone thinks he's hungover, but he's actually tired from being Batman all the time. Hilarious. I like that. That tracks for me. I wish he had better material. I don't think the Snyder Cut is going to be better in that way. But, like, I will probably watch at least half of it to try and determine that. Oh, um,
0: I'm dying.
1: Oh, oh. I'm I'm sorry. He he had me at the that nice cover of Hallelujah. Also fuck Josh though.
0: The had you the four hours. The four hour long mini series.
1: <laughs> I am just happy that I can watch it in the comfort of my own home and pause to pee and stare into the existential distance whenever I need to. Anyway, so I would say that personally I don't really like any of the Nolan Batman movies as Batman movies.
0: Extrapolate that a bit more.
1: I revisited The Dark Knight for the first time in like, I don't know, since it came out roughly this summer. And it's a good movie, but I don't think it tells a, a particularly compelling Batman story. I'm not getting this weird tension between Batman and Joker. It's not about them fighting. It's all about a, a girl. Rachel. You know, where is she? So it's all about this girl, realistically. Yeah. Who I don't care about because she's not interesting. And also like oh, damn. <laughs> she's not even his girlfriend anymore. I mean, hey man. Like men,
0: men have issues with ownership in women. <laughs> Batman is not anything different.
1: Right, but he should be. He's a superhero. He's kind of the opposite of Superman in a lot of ways, but at the same time, he's still representing a lot of the aspects of the Ubermensch kind of mentality. And part of Uber, Uber, you know, German, means better or stronger or more, and he should be better and stronger and more, and not whatever he was doing and i i don't blame christian bale because i think christian bale can do a lot with characters i think i kind of blame christopher nolan because he tends to be very minimal and basic with his character motivations
0: i definitely give you batman beginnings was the batman movie everything else is just kind of
1: the sad man movie basically ben affleck is maybe the worst but it's because i see all the wasted potential not because he did a bad job
0: so if we take away everything else if we only focus on the movies you would make the argument that affleck gave a better batfleck performance than christian bale
1: i wouldn't say it's better but i think they're definitely on similarly bad playing fields
0: (laughs) it's a tie they both lose yeah Damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey.
1: I, and I, I hope like... that Robert Pattinson is able to bring a different take uh, to Batman. Mm, no. Well, hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. There's this kind of subgenre of Batman comics that exists, and I'm sure it has, like, an official, like, DC canon title, but, like, I don't know what it is, and I don't care. So I usually call him Doomsday Prepper Batman, and that's the Batman that's got, like, crazy security systems, is constantly checking everything, is super anal, is super controlling, yeah. you know, and, and that's how his trauma manifests. It manifests as him kind of being a control freak. Okay. And it kind of brings back some of the detective aspects of his earlier comic life. Yeah. Well, turning up that paranoia and that investigation much too high. And I'm hoping that that's what they give Robert Pattinson to run with. Because oh, I think, doggie. just based on his physique alone, that would be the best take for him
0: woo doggy i don't believe they are doing that at all like i've seen actually people kind of make the same argument it would be better if we got the actual only batman can solve this particular crime type yeah. of movie i think they're gonna try to finesse it to be a bit more detective like but oh man that, i don't think the trailer was disappointing it's just not exciting
1: should i check it out
0: i legit don't think it was, it was gonna sway your opinion either way
1: can I just say that I just searched the Batman trailer and the first thing that came up was the Batman trailer song? Question
0: mark. <laughs> Nirvana has Nirvana not translated. I'm really generation? excited
1: for this like group of generation like kids probably a little bit younger than me to be like, "Yeah, I'm really into Nirvana." But like also i would just like to give a shout out to a favorite of myself i don't know if it's a favorite of marks so i can't call it a favorite of the podcast composer michael giacchino michael giacchino step on me musically oh
0: hey hey.
1: his stuff is great and i'm excited for his score i guess okay i'm into the red
0: oh so you're watching it
1: what is this weird noise that things keep making Why is I'm everything re- Oh it's duct tape, okay.
0: Oh yeah, I'm leaving this and keep going. this this is a lie listen to cat first watching the Batman trailer. This is good. Uh,
1: oh okay, so someone's killing rich people by the looks of it.
0: Oh maybe. From your secret friend. Cat's a surprise look on her face. Walk us through a cat, tell us about it.
1: Uh well right now I'm just experiencing uh the the slow build of Nirvana.
0: Even though the hook is in the, the the song, titles in the song, people are googling. It. Play yeah. It's just me and you. What do you expect? Uh... Any of this mean anything to you?
1: <laughs> does Does the phrase "to the Batman" mean anything to you, the Batman? What? Okay.
0: You got talk to, to a girl. 100%. Who
1: Who's our Who's our Alfred here? Show me my content, please.
0: He's the guy that is in Black Panther, the one arm guy in Black Panther. Tear.
1: Okay. Because realistically, I'm only ever in Batman movies for their Alfred choices. Was that Penguin?
0: Ooh. Oh, ooh.
1: With, with all those. That prosthetic? Um, what is the price
0: for your blind. Oh, just the way that.
1: Uh. I-I think there's someone with Joker face paint on who looks suspiciously like Jim Perry. And, uh, Robert Pattinson just stabbed the shit out of him. Okay, you know, I like his Batman voice, okay? I love the car. Oh, uh, we're-we're doing a lot of, like, red pseudo-blood symbology, I see. Did we get a Batman Beyond movie?
0: We should have got that before this movie. That's honestly that's another story for another day.
1: Robert Pattinson is a retired Robin. I'm into it. How okay, you- so let's let's take a chat about those question marks because that's the only thing that genuinely got me excited in this entire trailer. I'm here for a serious take on the Riddler in a film. Finally, please. Like, don't get me wrong. I desperately want to cosplay Jim Carrey in that white sequin jumpsuit with the green question marks. Like, I do. That's all I've ever wanted to be. But, like, <laughs> the Riddler's a really interesting character and I think if they turned him into almost a Jigsaw-type character, that would be really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm here for that. So he, I
1: hope that's what they were teasing.
0: I mean, he definitely plays more into that detective side that people have been wanting.
1: Yeah, especially because when he has been in other Batman films, it has never been for the detective side. It has always been for the like I'm going to do mind control. I'm like, "Come on." Man, also like not for nothing here, but like there are so many good Batman stories comics wise that could be pulled from
0: yeah
1: get me a hush movie get me a white knight movie make me some movies about like weird standalone batman stories i want i want, understand I want why a DC movie wants to go
0: so dark i just don't get it
1: well the issue is they have the comics to back it up they don't understand what darkness is cinematically bong, bong. physical inability to see is not the same as atmosphere <laughs>
0: Oh, that was great.
1: Like, most of Suicide Squad, I remember being like, did I leave my sunglasses on? Like, this is so, (laughs) what what am I looking at? Yeah. And that's not ambiance. That's frustration. At least Joker was pretty consistently well lit. I think that's about the nicest thing I can say about it
0: that's the only thing i would say about that movie i just think they wanted to pivot so heavy from marvel that they just did everything wrong
1: okay have i ever told you about my like what i think would fix the dc movie universe
0: tell the audience
1: pitch all right guys and dc i have one request if you ever decide to use this you know because obviously i know you listen to my podcast dc i know you you haven't missed an episode yet and i really i'm grateful DC, the mega corporation, for listening to us. First of all, throw out Six Flags as your rights people. You deserve better rides than that. But anyway, moving on.
0: I think I have some decent rides. So keep going, keep going. Don't get lost. Keep going.
1: I think that DC needs to flush out everything the DCEU has ever done. And I like, obviously, that. the movies still exist. Whatever, right? Like, I want to see Wonder Woman two. So like, I will say,
0: yeah. Other than don't Wonder keep Wonder that Man, from yeah. me,
1: you goddamn monsters. Aquaman one was fine. I don't know what we're gonna do about the Amber Heard situation now. But just stop stop making dceu movies stop just stop we'll stop and we're gonna reboot as hard r-rated animated film um they that can't. are telling co- hear me out yeah they're yeah, yeah. telling comic book stories using comic book art style and is creating a full atmospheric universe that's still serious but has a very different surface level gimmick than marvel's surface level gimmick
0: i would support your point but i think the only problem is
1: also they've been doing good animation
0: well no i was gonna say building on your point i should say to say it better what they did with into the spider-verse what sony did with that and how remarkable that movie was i think dc really should have took that as an example that you don't have to do all live action. Right. You can dump a lot of resources into the anime. Have you
1: field. watched any of the DC animated stuff?
0: Well, I did watch Harley Quinn. I just started season two of that. I've heard um,
1: the second season is better. So as like a Harley Quinn like person with a lot of opinions, can you let me know if the second season is better? Well, I'll um, the second season, if it's good, but the first season didn't do it for me.
0: Well, I'm higher on the first season than you are. I know that. On a scale of like one to ten, I would give season one like a eight point two or something like that. Like I thought it was enjoyable. So yeah, I can see Cat's face right now. But I mean, obviously, if I think it's remarkably better than that, like I would still Honestly,
1: if it's if it's anywhere above an eight point five for you, I will probably like it better. My issue is just that like I'm really tired of a lot of the dumb tropes that they throw especially on harley quinn
0: yeah there was, and, and a lot was of them a were
1: a lot of them were out in season one
0: <laughs> yeah i can concede to that yes
1: and i just like i don't party with those things if i wanted to party with those things i would go dress up and stand outside somewhere
0: <laughs> for a while <laughs> and you were mad that fucking ivy got with the kite man
1: <laughs> i'm mm, well yeah first of all she deserves better second of all Apparently there's like a lot more queer representation in the second season, but Ivy has canonically been a lesbian for a pretty long time now in the comics and yeah. Harley is canonically bisexual. So the fact that they just kind of were like, but what if they were both straight is like kind of annoying to me.
0: I'll give you that. Give you Apparently
1: that. in the second season, they kind of roll it back to like, well, you know how bisexuals are and like, yeah, yeah, I, I,
0: I, I really do. In the second, <laughs> in the second episode, second or third episode, they bring in Catwoman, and they don't really pose it as well. At least so far, like in the episodes I saw, they don't pose it as they are like exes or like they even have like sexual chemistry, or whatever. But it's kind of like Ivy definitely looks up to Catwoman,
1: yeah, and
0: you can kind of see like maybe you know there's something below the surface there.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the commentary on some of the men in that show I really like. The The joke about Joker and Infinite Jest that past guest yeah. of the show, David Avaloni, mentioned is yeah. very funny.
0: <laughs>
1: However, there's enough other stuff that shows an actual lack of awareness for feminism especially. Like, Harley Quinn would never and i mean ever willingly align herself with someone who called wonder woman
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's kind of she wouldn't
1: she wouldn't she would beat the shit out of him she wouldn't work with him you know because harley quinn is a woman first and like a psychologist like eighth but still like it's on the list
0: i think they tried to get around that by everyone like outwardly saying like He was totally fucked up for doing that And the only reason they joined teams Because he was like He was such a reject And she was such a reject That's the only reason they teamed up
1: Yeah it just
0: It's a shitty yeah There's a a whole subplot
1: in some of her comics In fact multiple of her comics And sometimes in the cartoon And several other things Of them just beating the shit out of sexists Blowing them up Murdering them Whatever But like So the fact that she like Willingly allied herself was It just doesn't vibe with who she is
0: No I agree Yeah
1: And so there are certain points where I was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. There's also a, there's a really interesting article that the Mary Sue, which is a website I really enjoy, wrote about some of the weird anti-Semitism that exists in that show. Uh, (laughs) Whoa. Because Harley Quinn is canonically Jewish as well.
0: Oh, no, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Her mother was Jewish and her father was Catholic, but she still identifies
0: as Jewish oh yeah because in the show they have their parents on one episode but the dad I think is like stereotypically like italian i don't think they said anything about the mom i don't remember
1: so like i don't necessarily think that needs to be like a central focus but there's like a lot of not acknowledging it at all yeah that is weird
0: hold on before we continue you still haven't given your verdict in the trailer are you excited to watch the batman
1: No, but trailers haven't done anything for me in a long time. My joints hurt. I want another drink. I want to be in a movie theater watching it because I miss being in movie theaters, because I miss going out with my friends and talking about trailers. What it is eliciting from me right now is, a oh God, I hope I can watch this in a movie theater when it comes out and not be scared and not a oh, God, I can't wait to see this movie. I'll do whatever it takes.
0: Yeah. I think the last, like, great trailer was probably Infinity War. Endgame was a good trailer. I didn't think Infinity War was, like, the great, like, I think holy fuck f- moment.
1: my favorite trailer of the MCU was Far and Away uh, Age of Ultron, though, which is so oh. disappointing because it was such a bad movie.
0: Oh, that but wasn't that bad. Like it was, it plus, was B- Avengers
1: movie. 1 but with a less threatening, less interesting villain. How could you?
0: How could I what?
1: You said we would destroy the Avengers, make a better world. It will be better. When everyone is dead. That is not.
0: The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah.
1: You're a madman.
0: There are more than a... Dozen extinction-level events before even the dinosaurs got theirs. When the Earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. And believe me, he's winding up. We have to evolve. There's no room for the weak. And who decides who's weak? Life. (laughs) Life almost designs hey, hey, man, we're not going to shame this 80s sex god, James Spader. I mean, listen,
1: James Spader did the most with the least. And, like, I would, I would, boing, sound effect that robot. But, like. Exactly. There's kind of a point, though, where you can't, like, emotionally engage with a villain whose mouth doesn't move when he talks.
0: Like. Hilarious. Hilarious. AI, hold on. AI is going to get us. AI is a real villain that's oh, terminator
1: yeah, no, I, I, i've seen terminator i know i've seen terminator
0: <laughs> 2 now Actually, terminator 2 now is so funny <laughs> i think ultron is like a decent action movie it's nothing nothing to write home about
1: and um, i'm excited that like it gives me an excuse to talk about scarlet witch more because i like that character a lot in the comics and i'm glad she like gets to exist now even if she sucks and doesn't do anything
0: when they finally give them that show, yes or no, is she going to bring the accent back?
1: I think the idea is it's going to change because it, it shows them clipping through time and physical space. So I'm sure in some versions, she's, she's going to be Wanda. And in some versions, she's going to be
0: Wanda. It's like when Halle Berry, they 86 the African accent in X-Men movies.
1: <laughs> so I think it's going to clip in and out. Like most of their physical settings are gonna clip in and out, and okay. I'll be really interested to see if Vision stays British.
0: Oh, Vision, dreamy Vision.
1: Okay, but like Jarvis and Agent Carter is whose like voice is very similar, obviously, because like Vision is the physical manifestation of Jarvis the Butler yeah. through Jarvis the AI. So anyway. It's very complicated and also fake so whatever but Jarvis the butler and Agent Carter I think is significantly dreamier than Vision change my mind. Also his wife is a badass. I might just be into his wife. That might be what this conversation actually is. I might be really into Anna Jarvis.
0: And the truth finally comes out.
1: <laughs> Surprise guys, I'm bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's never come up, I know. <laughs> I think it's a fine trailer. That's I'm really cool. tired of trailer houses existing. I wish they didn't exist. What do you mean? So trailer houses are like, remember the Suicide Squad Bohemian Rhapsody trailer? That was like pretty good. Yeah. That was made by a trailer house. So th- it's a group of people that hang out and they get given basically all of the footage and then they're they're told to make it the most interesting possible. And sometimes they're given some like plot points or like interesting bits
0: hold on that's not done internally no wow
1: and I, I don't like that. that it isn't done internally
0: hold on even for Marvel
1: even for Marvel there's a group huh. of people whose job it is to like edit the Hulk out of trailers well I, I think Marvel not... does a really
0: good job though but I get what you're saying I, I kind of agree kind of groupthink a little bit
1: I'm watching that Bohemian Rhapsody trailer right now and I'm already so much more engaged than I am with the Batman trailer.
0: I mean, the Batman trailer, it's not exciting. Like, unless you're a diehard Batman fan, I don't see how you watch that trailer and feel excited.
1: I'm a diehard Riddler fan, so I am jazzed about that. I'm, also, well, I will just I'm say a- that watching this movie, I totally forgot what a just absolute sex object Harley Quinn is. Like, that's all she is and nothing else. All of the women in this are sex objects and that's all. At least in Birds of Prey, it's obvious she's dressing herself. Shout out to
0: Jeffrey Wright in his wigs in this new trailer though.
1: And for uh, Suicide Squad, which actually, the new one, the Suicide Squad, (laughs) where she actually looks like a human being and not an exhibition at a fetish convention.
0: (laughs) What makes me wanna get close to someone and snuggle? fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette, available everywhere podcasts are, and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget, Should this episode just be breaking down our favorite and worst trailers?
1: I mean, no, because I sat through fucking (laughs) Palm Springs for this.
0: Oh, there! You do not like Palm Springs?
1: I did actually. That's not super fair. I liked it more than I thought I was going to.
0: Well, I sat through "She Dies Tomorrow" for this. And...
1: Yeah, that's more accurate. That movie Oof. gave me a l- literal migraine.
0: I whiffed on that one. I'm sorry about that one, boy.
1: That's okay. We could have watched the pickle movie instead.
0: Yeah, fuck. That would have been a better choice, man.
1: Okay, so should we start by talking about what we liked about it?
0: Uh, we saw Michelle Rodriguez abs. I uh, yes. Mean...
1: Uh, I do have a couple things that I liked about it. So, generally speaking, I thought the concept was really interesting. It kind of exists in this like space beyond like a traditional horror movie, right? Yeah. Like it's not about a monster or a psychological t- it's about like almost a disease. Like it's it seems catching. It's almost like a, a mania. That concept was really interesting. And now the issue of course is that with the exception of Amy, We don't learn enough about the characters to care about their mania and their upset.
0: I agree, but I don't think the movie wants us to really kind of bog down into those type of details. Right,
1: but at the same time, at a certain point, we go almost 40 minutes without seeing Amy, which in an hour and 20 minute movie is a long time. And it's clearly centering the other people and we don't know anything about them.
0: Well, yeah, but... I think it's kind of more just along the lines of how that kind of mania can spread, even if it's like unintentional, even if it's seemingly innocent or like random, just a kind of like thought about mortality and death, how that can really just sort of plague anyone at kind of any random moment.
1: I also would say that nine minutes of this movie, or I think it's actually a little bit longer, but again, it's not a very long movie, are aggressively strobing lights.
0: Yeah, it happens a couple of times. Yeah.
1: And for a long time, and it just was not pleasant.
0: Very disarming to say the least.
1: I will say I also, I did like the aesthetics in a lot of ways. I liked the very, very bright colors. I thought that was kind of a fun aesthetic shift for a horror movie. I also liked the ambiguity. I found that I liked the last maybe half an hour or so significantly more than I liked anything else in the movie. Ooh. Of course, by then I was already so kind of unengaged
0: yeah it didn't I was, even matter anyway
1: yeah i would say i think i gave it like a two and a half and that yeah and then i believe the next day i downed it to a two because <laughs> i won't give it better than like it was competently made and like one scene was interesting uh which is i believe i gave 16 candles one full star and i do <laughs> believe that it is head and shoulders above that
0: well yeah anything's better than that i would only give this one two stars i think the message and what you're talking about how the main like spreading i think visually like they did some interesting things
1: i also thought all the actors did really well with the very limited material they were given
0: yeah, like, there wasn't any, like, bad acting per se, but if the material isn't kind of up to par, I mean, good acting can't yeah. really save a bad script. And
1: neither can good directing, because I do think the directing was good. I liked it fine. I do hope this woman doesn't write any more projects or that she learns from this. <laughs> because you know what's a better version of this? What? It Follows.
0: I don't think I've seen It Follows in forever.
1: Or even, like, The Babadook in a lot of ways, is kind of a, cool. a better version of this. The idea of, like, you Barbara. see the, like, desperation and the mania and the, like, depression build and come across in weird ways, and obviously it doesn't have the, like, time frame of it's tomorrow, but you see all of the ways that one thing ripples yeah. in one life. Also, hey, Chris you're cute. Please get more jobs.
0: <laughs> Hilarious.
1: Just keep keep fighting the good fight, home slice.
0: I think this is the most art houseiest movie we've covered on here so far. Yeah, um, and
1: I feel bad kind of dumping on it because it's like the first artsy movie we've covered, and we're both just like trash.
0: Hey man, if it's no good, it's no good. Like if we would have covered like the killing of sacred deer, I would have spazzed on that movie too. Right, like that movie's just no fucking good.
1: I really wish I liked this movie better. I really wanted to like it. I think there's a lot of really good portraits of desperation that exist in this movie, yeah. but I don't know that it justifies its own existence. Yeah, in just being good portraits of desperation.
0: This being like a straight to Amazon movie, it feels very appropriate.
1: I spent four ninety nine on this. Oh, Your average Amazon rental is three ninety nine. Oh, what was that extra dollar for, man?
0: Because it's so new, it's so all fresh. the
1: colors, oh, like yeah. what?
0: I mean that's four ninety nine more than I spent, but that's neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> well, I do like to support my female directed projects.
0: You can do that.
1: I'm you, into that.
0: You can totally do that. There's huh. better ones to support.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. We've had a bit of a hard time sourcing a lot of female directors for this year podcast. So, uh,
0: well, we have pretty good episodes, but we do don't don't under don't give us less credit than we deserve
1: no but i mean like in terms of sourcing them like we could come up with a thousand male directors who have at least three films and there's definitely fewer available women in the same regard
0: oh touche it's not their fault that's that's more what
1: i'm trying to say Is that like, I'm happy to give $5 to a woman director. You know, if that means someone goes, oh, hey, this made some money. We should fund more female directors.
0: Well, I mean, speaking of women directors, the old guard. Admit it, boss, you missed us. I did. The job, guys. We can do some good.
1: Have you been watching the news lately? Some good means nothing. I don't know about this, guys. We're not helping. Yes! That was a good transition, yes.
0: man, yes.
1: That was very slick.
0: Now, that would have been a movie worth I could get five bucks to. That was a good one. It was good. Yeah, solid action film. Solid action I,
1: film. Yeah, I will say that I really enjoyed like the team a lot. The collective narrative they were in was very cliche i could probably if i really wanted to think about it bust out at least five other movies with this exact same plot almost verbatim
0: well i mean that that's not necessarily a stretch so yeah
1: and that's without trying too hard i I could probably get 10 or 15 if i really wanted to think about it
0: you can see the sort of influences throughout the movie and everyone kind of comes together there's one outcast and then they get their m at the end so yeah yeah
1: was good i enjoyed it i'm glad i watched it i'm hopeful that it is a good cornerstone for an interesting action superhero augmented like it's i think it's an action movie first and a a superhero movie second yeah and this is a thing that. that i've been hoping for for a while where we start getting genre movies that happen to have superheroes yeah so i hope this kind of niche area continues to grow in that regard
0: kiki lane who played nile yeah like it's so funny seeing her in a movie as like soft and romantically beautiful as if bill she could talk to this movie where she's power driving skulls into the ground like that was pretty she has
1: this ridiculous energy that reminds me a lot of copperhead in the chunk of kill bill i've seen (laughs) like even their kind of like idol movement like the way they kind of move back and forth when they're not actually like moving, moving. Yeah. Has like a very similar franticness. Yeah. And I really liked that. I liked that even standing still, like these people were alive.
0: Yeah. Charlize does Charlize things, which I'm very happy that she does. Charlize things.
1: Charlize could like run me over with that car she drives in Mad Max Fury Road, and I'd thank her. Like I mean,
0: so, <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Does she do two first?
1: Yeah, like can can we split the rate? <laughs> we split the rate of getting run over with a sixteen wheeler.
0: I mean, I'm down. Yeah, can, all right. Cool. I can chip in for that. All right. <laughs> but no i think everyone did a fairly well job for this one And if this would have been the movie like in the movie theaters how i kind of like you know going to the theaters being a big screen i think that would kind of elevated it a bit just for like the funness of it not the story or anything i guess just the enjoyment of it
1: i feel like if this came out in theaters though it would have been panned like i feel like it would have been critically like yeah maybe a two and a half star poll for most if that I mean, because right now
0: it's through a letterbox, so. Yeah,
1: and then it would have kind of faded off into obscurity. I think releasing it on Netflix in the middle of a pandemic probably helped it. Oh, hell yeah. And honestly, like, I watched it at my dining room table, dimmed the lights, got comfy. I had a great time with it. I enjoyed watching (laughs) it there. At one point, I think I paused to eat dinner. Like, that was fine. That was good. I don't know that I would have sat through two hours and five minutes of this in a theater and felt as happy about it.
0: Um. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit. It, it was, was like a bit long. Yeah.
1: Nine dollars a ticket for that. I don't know that I like as much as like eleven dollars a month and also I can watch other stuff for that. I'm sure this is probably gonna sound like, hey, Netflix, stop making prestige movies, and it isn't. But like, that was good. Thank you for hiring Gina Prince Blythewood. Please <laughs> continue to hire her. I'm very excited for the Old Guard two. But also, thank you for not releasing that into theaters like that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the second one has to go directly to Netflix as well. Yeah. So
1: I really liked the tease. I really thought all the casting was spot on, and I liked that it. it's it was very nonchalant about its representation.
0: Yeah, no need for like over the top speeches or needless sort of acknowledgments in that kind of way. It just did it. Like yeah. yeah. And the director, she directed loving basketball and she directed this kind of sexy hbo movie called disappearing acts with yeah. um a wesley's fight since very sexy but wesley is very trash in That movie. <laughs> why you gotta go shit on my tickets
1: one night one night in fucking months my birthday i want to go out be spoiled a little
0: be spoiled so because i can't buy you front row seats you gotta punk me out in public no in front one, of that motherfucker no
1: one told your ass to drink on the job
0: no one fuck you Woo! fuck your birthday well
1: oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, fuck yeah. you too Are you right? she also directed the secret life of bees which is oh. based off of a much better book oh. <laughs> it's still a pretty good movie though actually um, i was gonna
0: say my man roger ebert he loved that movie
1: i read the book first so i was a little bit spoiled i think Well, yeah But I thought the movie was really great. And it was kind of right in that prestige period for Queen Latifah. She's delivering a big performance in that movie and even dakota fanning is giving a really good performance which is like a sentence i feel like i haven't said in a long time
0: has anyone said dakota fanning this decade
1: yeah quentin tarantino evidently as she played squeaky from in uh, once upon a time in hollywood oh my god i forgot about that fucking
0: movie i watched that movie once the movie is good listeners but i don't even watch that movie again
1: i think i will probably watch it at some point and literally I mean, like sit down with a notebook. And just go like, okay, this one is squeaky from, and this one is this, and this one is this. I mean, we, Break down the timeline a little bit further.
0: I mean, we are probably going to watch it at some point for this Probably. And, and listeners, as you can tell, we're very excited about that.
1: I am I think I'm more excited about it than the idea of watching Pulp Fiction again.
0: Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! pump it louder
1: pump. oh no.
0: God, <laughs> no god no hell no jesus god, that may be the worst thing you ever said in this
1: podcast laughing so hard I'm crying
0: that may be the worst thing you ever said I knew it was life. a shitty
1: thing to do and I did it <laughs> anyway.
0: jesus ah.
1: Please.
0: Uh, how, are they, how are they turn now?
1: up the radio that's the stereo ah.
0: oh my god don't make me sample it and chop that for this podcast please please oh god
1: anyway so yeah I, I liked the old guard I also thought it had some of the best action
0: choreo I've seen in a while Oh, yeah, good hand-to-hand hand shit. Yeah. for the while.
1: I really appreciated that the camera movement, it moved a lot, but it wasn't handheld particularly. So I wasn't getting, like, that kind of freshly shaken cocktail feeling that I get in some movies where I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. When the director, Gina prince Bythewood, she got interviewed for it, she said there was a lot of commitment from... Charlize and kiki which i mean they pulled it off so they were pretty yeah. dedicated so you can definitely tell that
1: like the central dynamic and the central gimmick of the film was really good so the idea of this team and the idea of kind of functional immortality made it significantly more interesting than if it were just like a team of really strong people who are super strong like whatever you know
0: i think the funniest moment definitely was when the couple got arrested and then they're saying we're gonna do kill us. They kissed. and then all the security guards very homophobically bum rush to pull them away from each other.
1: Yeah. I know that's what they got. Hey. I told you. Shut up. I need to know he's okay.
0: That's sweet. What is it, your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> You're a child. An infant. Your mocking is thus infantile. He's not my boyfriend. This man is more to me than you can dream. He's the moon when I'm lost in darkness and warmth when I shiver in cold, and his kiss still thrills me even after millennia. His heart overflows with a kindness of which this world is not worthy of. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He's not my boyfriend. He's all and he's more. Incurable romantic.
1: Well, I like that that at first they kind of, like, pause because they're, like, they're in love and we should respect that. And then they're, like, oh, no, we're men. This
0: is real gay. Like, (laughs) there's some gay shit going on here, buddy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, that speech that he gives about, like, no, he's not my boyfriend. That was some good fucking writing. Like, I was so into that
0: very touching shit yes it absolutely And i was like
1: was. if i had 700 years to figure out how to describe my boyfriend <laughs> who i <laughs> oh, haven't not, gotten sick of in 700 years
0: now your boyfriend like your your life your son your moon
1: yeah thank you for adding your moon because if you just said your son that would have been like
0: well s-u-n not s-o-n very tragic happenings if that were to happen
1: please don't send q anon after us
0: Oh my god (laughs)
1: Jeez I'm so tired (laughs) My daddy's podcast is called Hyphenation It's the world's greatest podcast Wakawama proofed On Hyphenation, my daddy talks about all kinds of cool things. And sometimes I'm on the podcast too. Sometimes he has his friend Marcus on. Sometimes he stays up really late and he's tired the next day. But it's worth it. But he loves his podcast and I love his podcast. So I really want you to listen to Hyphenation so daddy doesn't get sick. He really doesn't get sad, though, because he has me. All right, please listen to Hyphenation. Thanks, y'all. I love the podcast, so please, please, please try to join. But if you know. Perfect. Thank
0: you. Can we hear it now?
1: Speaking of better times, Palm Springs?
0: Palm Springs, yes. I actually see though you rated old guard higher than Palm Springs though. Yeah, Palm Springs Only a three. little bit.
1: Remember how I said that I struggled with a lot of comedies, especially like the first half an hour, forty minutes or so. Yeah. I had that issue with Palm Springs as well. I don't know how to say this in a nice way, so I'm just gonna say it in a way that feels authentic to me. Uh it. Andy Sandberg has never played a character I didn't want to kick through a plate glass
0: window. That's his whole thing though. It's sex, I assume. You fuck other people in here? Great question.
1: You must, right? I have, but you know, it takes a lot of work, and I try to live my life at this
0: point with as little effort as possible.
1: Huh. Have we roped up?
0: No. At least I don't think so.
1: So, like who else? Besides Misty?
0: Daisy, the barkeep.
1: You know, I once hit a guy with his car. Oh, yeah?
0: I don't think he ever walked again. Ugh. Oh
1: darla oh if you insist
0: i bet that was great you would have bet right what about tala no but i have tried may i cut in it's the first dance and that's a deal breaker
1: yeah and i've never found it endearing or funny
0: that's the whole thing though
1: (laughs) except his character is clearly coded to be endearing or funny in most of the movies he's in because if he wasn't he wouldn't have one or sometimes several beautiful girlfriends throughout the course of the film it wouldn't be coded as like he's nailing it he's winning he's being successful blah blah blah.
0: endearing i don't know but funny yeah like i think definitely he's supposed to come off as funny but
1: and this is the first movie that i actually think he came off as slightly endearing not until the very very end
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but, it takes a whole hour and a half to get there.
1: Yeah. For me, the thing that really stood out about this movie was not the plot. I'll be honest. Time travel movies or like time loop movies, I guess. Kind of pissed me off.
0: Hold on. Oh, you never seen Groundhog Day either. God damn. Oh, cat. 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 Groundhog Day is the best time loop movie of all time.
1: Right, Um, except that I acknowledge that I live in a post-Groundhog Day world, and pretty much every movie that exists is trying to be this generation's Groundhog Day, and they're never going to do it.
0: It is trying to be, absolutely right.
1: So, like, let's be honest. Like, even though I haven't seen it, I've seen its grubby little fingerprints on every other movie that's trying to be it.
0: And even to counter that, like, because even Bill Murray, he's purposefully – it's not spoiling anything. He's purposefully – not being enduring in that movie but then eventually he kind of comes around but in this one adam sandberg they don't want you to make any kind of reservations at all like i think you do have it correct like by default just by seeing his face on a poster he's supposed to be this enduring funny guy that you can't help but to fall in love with or help but to like
1: yeah uh and he's also you know the put upon every man and even though realistically like he's coded as a four and kind of an asshole. His girlfriend's like a nine. Basically. <laughs> like, it's all the shit that I don't like about Adam Sandler movies.
0: Ooh, talk about it.
1: I don't need more men who are like, well, I'm sarcastic and funny. You just don't understand because I'm jaded. Assuming that they deserve my time or attention because like, I'm a somewhat attractive woman who exists in a space. And Adam Sandler is a huge part of the reason that guys who think they're funny and usually aren't funny sometimes they are though i think they deserve significantly more than they do for their entire personality being like cynical but kind of funny about it yeah and andy samberg i will say like i enjoy like the lonely island and shit like i enjoy (laughs) i enjoy andy samberg way more as like a weird al style comedy musician than i do as a actor i guess oh did you you never saw
0: uncut gems
1: i did not and i understand that adam sandler is like capable of being an Amer like an incredible actor, apparently. But his you know that like comedy persona he puts on, you know, the Adam Sandler of Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler of Pixels, the Adam Sandler of grown-ups. Yeah. I hate that shit. Because 99% of the time they don't learn their lesson, or if they do their lesson, it's very surface. 99% of the time they do not deserve the beautiful woman that they get. They have done nothing but cause her grief or suffering and somehow they find that shit endearing by the end of the movie they are a boon for men who think they don't have to try and should
0: still get a trophy yes it is a common occurrence yes
1: the thing that i really liked about palm springs well there are a couple things first of all jk simmons i would like more of him please
0: um more of him in good tailored suits and nice hats
1: I, also, him just shooting Andy Samberg. That was great.
0: Hilarious.
1: I think I literally wrote to my friend Anders, I laughed the loudest when he shot Andy Samberg in a trash can so he would <laughs> beat the traffic.
0: Jeez. That one was pretty good, yeah.
1: But I also like that the woman in this movie, like, gets mad. I'm, I'm a little annoyed that they, like, stayed together at the end. That felt really disingenuous. Oh. Well, yeah, but, like... She disappeared. We saw her doing her own thing. And he basically was like, I lied to you. And I was incredibly cavalier about it. And, you know, you have no reason to trust me now. But we're all in this together. And then she comes back. And before she even has an opportunity to explain what's going on, he immediately affection bombs her. With like, I love you. Isn't that enough? Like, I love you. Like, no, change who you are. I love you. And like, when he gives that speech at the end, when he decides to come with her. Where he's like, you're my favorite person, like actually. Yeah. I was like, all right, there's some good like vulnerability. Like, there's some good shit in there. But like, uh, I mean, if uh, he's
0: if you don't think he's uh, worth it, that's if you don't think he's worth it, that's not necessarily a bad I would argue against that point, I would
1: say. I that. think my issue, I think, is that he was so close to being worth it. Like
0: hey, you the get movie, back, baby. Cl-
1: the you movie get clearly The movie really wanted us to think he was worth it, and they just didn't sell me on it.
0: The speech was supposed to sell you on it, though, girl. That was it. That was the sales pitch.
1: I've heard a lot of nice things from a lot of not nice men.
0: I mean, hey.
1: I also have dated an unfortunately large number of poets and writers and quick talkers and snake oil salesmen. I needed him to prove it. Hmm.
0: Did he prove it to Marcus? Did he prove it to Marcus?
1: because um, She did all the work. Yes. He didn't even like acknowledge it was cool. She did all the like, she could probably go back to the regular timeline and like super casually get a PhD.
0: Yes, she could.
1: And he wasn't even like, whoa, that's cool. He was like, please don't leave me alone with my like sad boy, man, baby antics.
0: <laughs> because I'll get bored. That's the truth. <laughs> that's, like, that's the butt naked ass that, truth.
1: That's not an interesting romantic motivation.
0: Oh, like, yeah, because, I'll,
1: because I'll get bored. My issue with this movie is that I couldn't quite figure out who it was for. Because I any think... woman who sees this and is like, this is the romantic ideal, I feel a little sorry for. Every man who sees this and is like, this is the romantic ideal, goes right out the plate glass window with Andy Sandberg. I guess maybe this is the movie for like Find Your Irvine. <laughs> like, I really feel yes. like this, that concept of like just figure out what you can do for yourself and make it work is a thing. But even then, it's constantly undermining that by J.K. Simmons being like, I found my Irvine, but also like, if I had worn a condom, am I right, fellas? Hilarious. Is it? Why is, like, male it. male happiness with domesticity always framed as, like, not real?
0: Because men don't... <laughs> for whatever reason, men just don't default to that, believing that. And, Except and that's,
1: that a lot of them do. So, like, where's a movie for them? Besides Mr. Mom, because that shit doesn't count.
0: I think from a male perspective, it's always this shit of, like, I guess maybe the grass is always greener, I guess. like,
1: If this movie had pitted J.K. Simmons as, I found my complacency and at least I get to be a good father every day. And Andy Samberg's complacency as like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want every day. And then Andy Samberg learns when there's Sarah showing up that like, oh, it does matter how we treat other people. Come on, Sarah, I've been here for a while. Then it turns into him and J.K. Simmons agreeing on that point. And then... Her coming in and saying, we can leave. And him going, but wait, I just got the hang of it here. That's, I mean, to me, not a huge tweak, but much more interesting than, well, every day is the same, but God, if you leave, it will be boring.
0: Hey, man, if the love of your life leaves you, man. It gets boring. What can I well, yeah,
1: what can I but he had the option to go with her. So he why would he choose that at all?
0: Yeah, I guess him losing her for that amount of time she studied astrophysics i guess that for that amount of time he was just lonely he realized he would much rather be with her than stay in this kind of false reality that he built up for himself well that he's trapped in or at least seemingly he thinks he's trapped in
1: again i'm not trying to hate on this movie because i did genuinely enjoy a lot of aspects of it i just feel like this movie needed like one more script passover. I think this has the potential of a really good, a really good romantic comedy that happens to also be a time loop science fiction whatever whatever movie. And it's just not like I. I'll be honest. Podcast actor we talk about a lot, who was the dad in this movie and also the asshole in Sex Lies and Videotape, was like fucking hilarious in this movie.
0: Yeah, Peter Gallagher. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of moments in this movie that I thought were really funny, and a lot of those moments were not based on like Andy Samberg. I won't say Andy Samberg because realistically, like, I think he's all right in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I feel bad just shitting on him. But like, the Adam Sandler mold of like, men can do the bare minimum and still get a really beautiful woman. I was hoping this movie would be based a little more on that and a
0: little less on like,
1: men can do the bare minimum and still get beautiful women. And one who's a fucking
0: astrophysicist now like so i guess to kind of wrap it up because there are some points that you did bring up that i did kind of want to address even the point of who is this movie for like who does this movie actually serve i think kind of the overall point particularly for andy's character the only thing i can really extrapolate from it is just kind of an idea of just defeating nihilism and i agree with you like i think the time that they spend together i think all of that is building sarah's love for him but in particular yeah he doesn't necessarily do anything kind of out of the ordinary extraordinary that we can see That is all this this thing that he does that you know kind of deserves her love or whatever he's
1: also kind of but, outwardly unsympathetic when she has like a, a straight up breakdown
0: yeah and so he's <laughs> like he's someone that he doesn't he's he's shown that because he's stuck in this loop this perpetual state of he seemingly knows what his future is and he just doesn't care i think this movie is about kind of defeating what men believe these kind of falsities of what kind of life is and allowing yourself to have room for people to kind of make your life better but even then like that that is still pretty trash though that's still pretty trash can
1: i push on that a little bit though yeah okay
0: This is going to sound like such a dumb question. I swear to God,
1: I don't mean it to. You've seen The Lion King, right? Yes. So you know how the narrative low point of The Lion King is when Simba decides, you know what? Yeah, Hakuna Matata. I don't need to care about anything. Yeah. And then something shows up in his life and he's like, oh shit, maybe I do need to care because there's like some hot lion booty out there.
0: Yeah, same thing.
1: Yeah, except at the same time, she pulls herself out of it. Yeah. When he goes, she's like, yeah. Like, it's kind of like, imagine if Timon and Pumbaa after Simba was like, yeah, Hakuna Matata were like, no, when you do it, you're an asshole.
0: Yeah.
1: It, yeah it, yes, but like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he does. She's yeah. like, none of it matters, fuck it. And he's like, mm.
0: The only difference, the, and actually it's, it's better from the Lion King's perspective, the only difference is eventually... <laughs> Simba has to fight for his family and his land. Right. Andy Andy Sarah just goes along for the hey, this beautiful woman can get me out of this loop. Let's go. Yeah, and like <laughs> that's I don't terrible, know. That, no, no, I know I'm we're agreeing. Like I think you feel like I don't agree with you. Like it's a terrible thing to have someone attached to another person's wagon. Like that's I guess basically I just, what this is it.
1: I guess I just don't need another movie where man is rewarded for bare minimum no, like I'm,
0: that.
1: and i'm i'm really tired of that that's a lot of the reasons i don't like a lot of like modern kind of comedy shit like i enjoyed book smart because it kind of turns that on its head but even some of the movies that we covered when we did landis like i feel like at least the men like learned something no you're right you're we're, we're we agree. what did he learn he Besides, sure. like, maybe I should trust the woman that I've been dating for, like, over a year at this point. That's the lesson.
0: Men need to trust women. That's the, We came to it. We came to the conclusion. Okay, so why didn't he just learn that on, like... Because men are dumb! Yeah, but, like,
1: even... Okay, and also, like, not for nothing here, but, like, could we have maybe gotten one woman in this movie that wasn't a cheating sack of shit? The,
0: the sister. She was a beautiful, gorgeous woman who... was so
1: selfless but still got screwed over by her husband
0: he's gonna spend the rest of his life making that up to her
1: he fucking better
0: (laughs) oh and actually it's the end of the movie splits two different realities by the way i i thought that was immediately afterwards
1: yeah well i do like at one point she was like explaining it and he was like no i haven't considered
0: the multiverse yeah, the mo- so the it's it's two at least at a minimum. It means that we could two get two parallels. Two Palm Springs
1: 2s that take place in alternate timelines.
0: But, but and if that means-
1: happens, we get Palm Springs 2 and I hope it's also called Palm Springs 2. But- one is JK Simmons coming back and one is just their lives in regular life. I'd be all in on
0: cuz it's two different JKs. So it's the J.K. that that has been stuck infinite, well, semi-infinitely, and then the one in their reality who went to the wedding and then went back home and lived the rest yeah. of their life. Yeah, that's my hope if they do sequels. See, man, this is why we have this podcast. because when you ask the question, "What's this movie for?" It's to tell men to stop being dumb and trust the women in their lives, like
1: that. And it's also a J.K. Simmons vehicle, obviously
0: hey man put jk simmons and fitted suits and cool hats that's all you need to do be kind be hopeful be optimistic never get down it's all gonna be okay all gonna be all right we're one people we're one family we all live in the same house not just the american house but the world house i wish you well
1: Find Cat at Kat Cinetti on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Find Marcus at Show Mad Love on Twitter and Instagram. Please join our Facebook group at We Should Do This Again Sometime, and follow us on Twitter at Kat, K A T and Mark M A R C. Read us at CatsiesMovies.tumblr.com and The Mark Rob T H E M A R C R O B. WordPress.com. Be sure to tip your waitress at Catherine Chinetti on Venmo. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenley under Hyphen Podcast Group in conjunction with It's Like a Podcast or whatever. Thanks again for listening. We should do this again sometime.
0: This is a Hyphen Podcast production. Playing on a detain.